What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Jean, and I am back with another preview for the PFL. A new season of the world's leading MMA league is getting underway this Saturday, the 1st of April. The prelims start at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. Plus. If you're here with me in Ireland, that's obviously five hours later at 11 p.m. And then the main card begins at uh, 9 uh, p.m. Eastern time on ESPN and ESPN Plus as well. And you go 2 a.m. Is it that 2 a.m. Irish time here as well? And it's uh, on the zone, I believe. So um, I'm really looking forward to anyone who has listened to my previews last year of the PFL the whole way through. Knew I, I've really gotten into it over the last couple of years because... It's it is just something different, you know. It is something different, and I think what the PFL have added in the last few years that makes it even better is a, an ever growing, ever improving roster. And I think for a tournament like this to work, it that's what it needs. It needs an ever growing and ever improving roster, along with you know some of the good guys, say like the Chris Wins, the Papa Jenkinses, <clears throat> to meet those guys, to fight those guys, to make it even better. So I'm. A big fan of the PFL system. Um, Some of the fights last year, some of the fighters they've produced were absolutely fantastic. And it looks like, you know what, the lineup they have this year looks even better, to be honest. So I'm absolutely buzzing for the start of the PFL. The next three weeks in a row we get underway. And first of all, we get underway with the league uh, this Saturday night. As I mentioned there, the the, uh, the times at the the top. Um, As we know, like, the, the, the PFL World Championship is, is going to be crowned at the end of all of this. And to get to the end, we have to get to the start, I suppose. And that's what we have here. So the first event um, of the year is the light heavyweights and the featherweights are going to be uh, taking pride of place, I suppose. We saw, in, I don't know if anyone um, tuned into my preview last week, it was about PFL Europe, and it was uh, the light heavyweights and the women's flyweights as well. And I kind of like that, because you like, we watch any card we watch at the weekend. We, You know, there's there's a fight at featherweight in the main event. There's a fight, you know, opened up the main card at featherweight. And we're thinking, oh, that kind of lines up. Could they fight each other? Here, it's like all of them are fighting at the same time. You know the person's next opponent has fought earlier on in the night, and you we can do matchmaking afterwards, so that's kind of cool as well. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just... Honestly, I'm a big advocate of the, the PFL format I have liked, and anyone knows who listened to me last year or the year before as well knows the exact same, and I'm glad it's, uh, it's getting underway again this year. First things first, what I'm going to do here is, uh, every week, if I remember, um, I'm going to just look through the rosters because... Uh, and even just to call them out and then we get into the fights because I think that's a very interesting too because sometimes like all the fights coming like who's on the roster we look at the rosters uh, so the light heavyweights and the featherweights look, let's look at the featherweights first um, and I, Alejandro uh, Flores the first one Brennan Lachnan obviously last year's champion he's coming back to regain gold Bubba Jenkins Chris Wade any PFL fan knows exactly what to uh, expect with the with the two of them. Daniel Torres, uh, Jesus Pinedo, Joe Subin, Marlon Marais, um Mavlid Kaibulov, former champion who's back to, to get it again, and my guy, Ryoji Kudo. Anyone who's listened as well will know I'm a massive fan of Ryoji Kudo. I just love his style. I love the way he fights, and I'm delighted to see him back. I'm glad PFL have given him uh, another chance. Light heavyweights then, um, Adelan Monte, Josh Silvera, who I'm 
delighted is back in this season as well. He got a chance uh, last year, but he is back. Christoph Jacko, the former UFC, um, you know, well tenured fighter at this stage. Martin Hamlet, who's a mainstay of the PFL at this stage. Uh, Mohamed Fakhardine, uh, Robert Wilkinson, last year's champion. Sam Kai, who I'm a big fan of as well. He uh, watched him in a few of his fights uh, last year. He's only eight and six, but I think he's good enough to be in this. I, I like him. Thiago Santos. You know, we all know Thiago Santos coming over from the UFC, uh, Ty Flores, and then Will Flory as well, who um, I'm in Limerick here in, in Ireland. He's from Tipperary only up the road, so we're not too far. So if there's a little bit of bias there, my my apologies. My, maybe there will be a little bit of it. But um, yeah, so those are the two lineups. And you know what? There's some fun fights there. There's some good names there. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of fights that people will want to tune into. Um so let's get into it. Let's get into the card by, uh, you know, the, the, the fights by itself and the, the first card, uh, obviously, which goes down over in uh, in Las Vegas on April 1st. Um, and the main event is going to be the, the former champion, Brendan Lachnan. Or, well, not the former champion, I suppose. He's, uh, well, I wonder, is he the former champion now? Because the new season has started. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's the, the reigning, defending champion, Brendan Lachnan, who takes on uh, the UFC veteran Marlon Rice. The price is on that as well. I'm going to give you the prices throughout the season here as well. Uh, Lachnan's a big favourite in this, and I, I'm going to read out the, the prices here when I'm recording this video. My guy, John Brannigan, does a brilliant job of editing. He'll have the updated prices here, so if they differ a little bit, it's because they're updated, so trust those prices. But I think the prices well, you know, that I'll give you will be quite quite close, and it'll give you a flavour. Minus 651 for Brendan Lachnan, plus 476 for Marlon Morris which is a wildly big price. Imagine that. Someone said that to you a few years ago. Like, no disrespect, you know, to, to either of them here. Now, it's uh, both are very, very good fighters. And if a fight that happened any time, I'd be looking forward to it. And I really am here. But that's a wildly different uh, <laughs> price there. Brendan Lachnan is a massive, massive, massive favorite over Marlon Rice. And okay, Marlon hasn't had a great time over the last few years. But still, you know, it's he's only 34 years of age. He's coming in here again. Um... And you can you can definitely understand why Brendan Lachnan would be a big enough favorite, but this big, I think it's a bit mad. Like I, I always thought, and and I said it coming into the last fight against Shaman Rice, and maybe that Shaman Rice fight did change it because Shaman's a good fighter, but he's not at the level of said like the Song Yilongs, Marab Jashvili, Rob Font that uh, he he, uh, he had fought before that in terms of Marais and Corey Sandhagen as well, but. I I thought before that, like the Song Yilong fight, I think it was, or no, it wasn't, the Josh Philly fight, it was the Josh Philly fight. Marais probably gave Josh Philly more trouble than anyone's given him in a long time. And that was, okay, that was two years ago now at this stage, but the the thing I thought about coming into this fight was Lachnan, he can be a bit of a slow starter at times, and if Marais, uh, and, uh, you know, Marais does start quickly, that, you know, he has a chance there. I saw him actually, Bryn Lachnan was on with uh, my guys John Anik and Kenny Florian over in their podcast. Um, and he, uh, I clicked on it and I think the first phrase he used was weathering the storm or something like that. And I think that is exactly that in this fight. He needs to weather the early storm. Marais should be coming out like Marais coming off of what, five losses in a row coming into the PFL tournament here. He was he was in PFL last year, but he only had one fight. It wasn't the, the tournament format that, that uh, or sorry, the season format that he was in. Um, he you know, it, it was a bit, a bit different. He's a lot to prove here. He is, he knows he's fight, many fights coming up here and he has a way to kind of rejuvenate rescue his career again um 
and he's lucky he's not getting an easy one to start off with. But I think, like as, as I said, the start of this fight will be very, very interesting. Lachnan came into last year, and you could see he was his first fight he was injured, his second fight he was injured, and then he just started to get better and better and better. He looked, by the time the end of last year's season came, Brendan Lachnan, honestly, he looked like one of the best featherweights in the world. There's no doubt about that. You know, we, we people sometimes remember Lockdown because of the, uh, you know, whole, the whole Dana White contender series, Monarchy and all that. But I've known Brendan for a long time. Watched him fight here in Ireland against uh, Tom Duke and Wai years ago. Um, and, you know, he's, it's always been Brendan on the local scene with Brendan and Paddy, Brendan and Paddy, Brendan kind of thing. And now, you know, both of them have obviously got to where they've gotten to and, and fair play to them. They've done very, very well. But, I think for a lot, it's funny because I think for everyone it was a shock how good Brendan Lachnan was. Like you don't you you expect the fighter to be good, but you I don't know do you expect him to take that amount of a rise in level over a couple of fights the way Brendan Lachnan did, especially when he was bringing injuries into it, especially when he's been around for a good long time. It makes you almost reevaluate how you evaluate things, you know, because he was so good. And if he fights that way against Marlon Rice, then that price I told you earlier on is it, it's 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 probably not as wild as I made out. It probably isn't because he is he is that good. Now it, the, the fight itself and how I think the fight will go, I think. Look, I said it about four times now, but I think Marais will come out hard early and Lachnan just needs to avoid that. I think throwing in a take down here, pushing him against the cage, staying at the end of that jab, like almost forget about the first round. Just just kind of play around with Marais and, and then change things up in the second round. Up that pace. If the takedown is there, go and get the takedown. If not, land your shots on Marais. We know he's going to slow down. We know he's going to tire. You could test that chin on him. Um... And I think Lachnan, what he added last year was a lot to his game, his all-round game. And you, when you look at a guy like that, he's like, Brendan always had probably a little bit of underrated power, I would say. If you can maybe add back in that power again, and not to say he lost that or anything, or not to say I wasn't there uh, last year either, but if he can add that back in again against someone like Morais and make a point of adding it in, you know, it could be it could be a big finish here for Brendan Lachnan to start off the year. It really, really could. Now, is that my prediction? I maybe like my prediction here is probably a third round Brendan Lachnan win. That's probably my prediction here. So, you know, you look up the bet odds for that, find it out. That's my. It's probably a bit of a flyer prediction because you know the odds straight up in this. Like I'm not taking Lachnan at that price. I don't think I'm taking Marlon Morris at that price either because I don't think he will win. But if I had to take one of the two of them at those prices, I probably would take Morris based on the price. But I do think I don't think this is a toss of a kind fight. I do think Brendan Lachnan. Like I think this is probably a plus four hundred type of fight for Lachnan. The fact that he is, uh, or sorry, I'm. A minus 400 type of fight for Lachnan. The fact that he is minus 651. And let me just see where that uh, those odds opened. Because that could, you know, that could mean a lot as well in the best fighters. No, no, hold on. He, yeah, so he opened at minus 450. Went out to minus 700. It's kind of been coming in a small bit. Yeah, so I think a lot of people took him at that minus 450 price. And that's why it's gone out there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that changes maybe the closer we get to fight night. And, um what price he ends up being, but as I said, the updated prices will be on screen anyway, and you can check that out there, but my pick is Brendan Lachnan, 
My betting advice is probably avoid the money line prices later on in the week when the prop prices come on that. I think a late lock nine finish, maybe the knockout, will be the way to go on that one. But this season, it's it's interesting because like I, I named out all the roster there. And for lock nine, like, he's fine Marlon Morris, right, this season, who... Could land a few big shots in him early. You know, anything could happen. Anything could happen in that fight. Uh, I think he win, but he 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 could lose. He could come. It'll be a hard fight to come through unscathed against Marlon Moraes. Then you're going into a fight, probably like whoever else it is. Let's say it's Bubba Jenkins. Let's say it's Chris Wade. It's a different sort of test. You know, you're it's a wrestling test it's again. And you know, obviously, Brendan has come through him before against Wade. Obviously, last time out. But you're going in there against possibly um, Kai Bulov then. Another tough test. You're going in there maybe against Kudo again, who gave you fits the last time you fought. This is by no means, you know, sometimes you, you think champions are going to come back and they're just going to, like, walk it again. I, I know he didn't walk it last year, but you get what I mean. That's not the case here, Don. I think Brendan will probably acknowledge that as well. Whoever wins this is going to have to tr- come through a, a lot of tough fights here, and uh, I'm very interested to see how that plays out on, uh, on Saturday night to start off with, but throughout the season uh, as well. Um, let's talk about the light heavyweight main event. So the the core main event, and it's Rob Wilkinson against uh, Chago Santos. Um, you know Rob Wilkinson, what a league season he had last year! Just unbelievable. Like he went up so far in my estimation. But I've been watching Rob, um, you know, fight in PFL for the the you know twenty twenty two season. But before that, like in the UFC, coming out of the UFC, having a few fights outside. You know, if you look at him, he's only losses in the UFC. Bahar does that, okay, but uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, that, those are his only career losses. Those are his only career losses, 17-2. and two. And since he's been in the PFL, like last year, Bruce Soto, Victor Peshta was a good fighter, Dylan Monte as well, who's in, back in it again this year, and Omari Akhmadov in the, in the finale. All good wins there, all finishes. And the level he has reached, I, I think is... I think is a level that is unsurprising to anyone who's probably watched the PFL last year and saw how clean all his work looked and how good, like whether it's wrestling, striking and all of that, he looked very, very good. And now he's coming in here against Thiago Santos, who out of all of those names I mentioned there, maybe Adesanya aside is probably the biggest test. But also when I say big test, I mean big in terms of size. You know, he is a big guy, a genuine light heavyweight. Obviously, Rob has fought uh, down at uh, a middleweight before, so he's he's a big guy still. Like he, you know, he probably cut a lot to get down to middleweight, but fighting a light heavyweight now against a genuine light heavyweight is very interesting. Like uh, Chego Santos's last fight was a relatively close fight against Jamal Hill for four rounds until, okay, Jamal Hill ended up getting the, the finish at the end of that. You know, he beat Johnny Walker in 2021, and Johnny, we, we, we've seen the level Johnny's getting to at the moment. And, okay, he's lost a lot of fights around that, from the John Jones fight, you know, to the bad knee injuries, losing to Glover and Rakic and Ankalai, but he's fighting the top, top, top-tier light heavyweights in the UFC and losing to them. And, you know... Almost all of them by decision. So, <clears throat> or are you late in the fight when he when he does get finished? I I just wonder for Thiago Santos, where is he now in his career? Thirty nine years of age. In terms of not just, I, I'm sure like come over to the PFL that million uh, dollar uh, prize and all of that is is a great elixir for him. But like. I think injuries, and uh, you have to say it with Chagas Santos, anytime he fights, like it's like Usman as well, or uh, you know, lots of other fighters, 
the injuries almost overtake everything else because those injuries he had after the John Jones fight, he didn't look the same for a couple of fights. And I, I don't know if those are things you can, uh, you can kind of overcome at this stage of your career when you're fighting a guy as well like Rob Wilkinson who's going to move around, who's going to make it tough, who's not going to be a static target for you just to punch in the face and knock out, basically, you know? And I think that's very interesting. The prices um, on on this fight as well are, uh, are are pretty interesting. Rob Wilkinson is a favourite, a minus uh, 185 Chaga Santos, the underdog at plus 155. And... Honestly, like, I was very torn on who to pick in this because, like, my, I feel like my, uh, my brain tells me, what are you, what are you thinking? Of course, like, you watched Thiago Santos for years, uh, Thiago Santos for years. Like, what, what are you on about? Of course, Thiago, of course, Thiago Santos is going to win, you know? But, like, is he? <laughs> is he? I'm not sure, and this is the worst betting advice of all time. But like, is he going to win? I think this is a, a toss of a coin, really, and I think it's a toss of a coin because we don't know where Santos is right now in terms of injuries, in terms of his career. Like, does the best Thiago Santos beat this Rob Wilkinson, or who I think is in the prime of his career right now? I would, I would probably say yes. I think he'd be able to catch him. I think the power is there. So maybe at plus 155 to take a chance and that still being there is, is not a bad price. It's, not, it's one of those prices afterwards you're looking at and you're thinking, oh, what am I doing? It was Thiago Santos. He's a top-level fighter. How did I back against him? But right now, right now, I, do you know what? I, I, if I'm giving you my pick, I'm going to pick Santos. I'm going to pick Santos at that price because I do think it is a toss of a kind fight in terms of all the things I just mentioned. So I will go for... Uh, I'll go for Santos and that. One fight I have to talk about is Christoph Jatko against Will Flory. Um, you know, we'll, we'll take the biases aside here, but this price is crazy to me. Uh, Jatko minus 425, Will Flory plus 325. Um, and if you're back in... You have to back Will Flory at that price, I think. I'd really think you do. Like, if, if, I, if it was a 50-50 one... You know, Jackos should probably be the favorite because of his long career, the way everyone he's fought. And for Will to win this fight, it will be a proving fight. You know, he wins this fight. It is him moving to the next step of his career in terms of the way people talk about him and think about him. You know, us here in Ireland, we already know how good Will Flory is. We talk about him as being at this level. We talk about him deserving this shot in PFL. You know, we he was in Bellator before. We thought he might go to the UFC. We, we thought, you know, he might be here, here, and here. Ended up in the PFL in the worldwide tournament. There was talks of him being in the European tournament. I think that would have been a mistake, to be honest. I think PFL have made the right decision. He's ready for this, and you, you put him in there. That, that, price is, that price is crazy. I, I really do think that price is crazy. Like, Will is on a great run at the moment. And uh, the, the key for me in this fight, right, you look at uh, Christoph Jocko and you look at his uh, you look at his career and he's had a, a long career and a very very good career. Seventeen decision wins in twenty four. So he's not the biggest knockout artist in the world. He's only one submission in thirty fights. Um, he wins most of his fights by a decision. He'll <clears throat> you know he's and he's a good all rounder. He's a good all rounder. He can take you down. He can hold you down. He can push you against the cage. He can jab you. He can box you up if needs be. And I think Will Flory is like the next coming of Christoph Jocko in some ways. You know, Jocko, 33 years of age, now 
is a lot older of a 33 years of age than Will Flurry is a 34 years of age. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, he's only 14 fights into his career, you know, has had the, the, the couple of fights that he lost are against very good guys, Alan Amadovsky, back, what, six years ago now, this year, five years ago, Norbert Navinu, who's one of the best prospects in the world, uh, Magic uh, Rosansky, who took an uh, injured kind of on short notes, but he's come back with four wins uh, since then and four decision wins uh, in a row, but look good and all of them got you know, five rounds and one of them looked really, really good. His hands looked improved in that fight. But to me, the key here is, can Will Flurry outpower Christoph Jocko? And when I mean outpower, I don't mean like power shots. I mean like the, 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 more, the more strong guy against the cage. Who's going to win if there's a battle in the middle and they're both wanting to kind of throw each other. There's, there's like, do you, know, do you know when they get pushed against the cage and there's like a, a, a kind of a, a trip battle. Someone puts the leg in front of the other leg, tries to trip him, and the other one's just a little bit stronger. And all. Like, I feel like that's going to happen in this fight a couple of times. Who's going to win that? Like, is Will going to be able to get his two hands clasped behind Jocko and take him down? Is Jocko going to be able to do that to Will? Who's going to win that? But like, that to me is the key here. Now, it could turn into a 15-minute kickboxing match or anything like that, and I think Will's hands have improved an awful lot since then. I think that's probably a 50-50 as well, depending on if the the, the boxing and the hands of Will have improved even more. I, I just think they look so good in that Derek Suleiman fight that it's hard for me to pick against someone, whereas before that might have been a little bit of a weakness, but a perceived weakness, but I think that showed off how, how good he is there. Like... <sighs> Okay, I'm a bit biased. I'm a bit biased here, but I I think this is a toss of a kind fight. I think that price is absolutely crazy. I think that fight is crazy. Uh, uh, that price is crazy. I'm definitely giving Will Flurry at that price. Probably going to be my flyer this week over on uh, over on the betting show. So I love that price for Will Flurry, and I can't wait for that fight. There's uh the, the next two featherweight fights then uh, Mavlid Kaibulov against Roy Jakuda. Chris Wade uh, against Boba Jenkins. Very interesting fights. Kabibulov, I suppose we all remember that flying knee, flying knee KO the year contender against Damon Jackson. He's kind of a wrestle first, but well-rounded fighter. Uh, moves his hands in kind of this very odd, quick fashion, but he's kind of a risk-averse fighter, and it makes for close fights sometimes. But I'll tell you who isn't a risk-averse fighter, and that's Ryoji Kuda. My guy, Ryoji Kuda, I just, I just love his style. I love the way he fights. And, you know, he's a counterfighter, waits for you to come in, and is rapid. We talk about fast. We talk about fast in MMA. You know, he's so fast, you'd think he was a 125-pounder. I, I, he's just so good. Good takedowns as well. And when I say a bit like 125-pounder, maybe size is the only thing that will catch him out, especially against a guy um, like Kai Bulov, who is a, a big, strong wrestler, you know? Um, but I love the... I, 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 I love... I love Kudo. I love, I love the way he fights. Do I love him in this fight? Um, may, maybe not. He is a plus 480 underdog, minus 655 for Kai Bulov. I, I'll say it again. I think that price is a bit wide. Honestly, maybe a little bit biased there because of uh, how much I like Kuda. But yeah, I would probably be picking Kai Bulov there. But I think Kuda has, has every chance. 
well, every every chance of shock, every, every chance of a shock. He almost shocked the world last year. He won. He won one very very good fight in the middle of the season. He almost beat Brendan Lachnan. It went to the judges' decision in the middle of the third round, and Kudo could have taken that fight. He absolutely could have. Kudo could be the champion right now. You know, um, fell short in. It was against Bubba Jenkins, wasn't it? And Bubba's back here. He's fighting Chris Wade. He's the underdog, plus one forty-five, minus one seventy-five for Wade. And look, we've seen these two guys around for a long time, and they both have a point to prove here. Like, if 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 these lads don't perform, there's a lot more people who the PFL, you know, are probably looking at and thinking, okay, if these lads don't perform. Next year there could be there could be someone else coming in there. You know, we have this European series, we have the uh the the Challenger series and all that. It's a big time for these lads, and I think they need to perform. Chris Wade, you know, he's thrown a lot of kicks over the last few years. I remember watching his a lot of his fights there last year. Um and thinking you know you think Chris Wade is a wrestler, but he does he does he does kick a lot, but I think his kicks turn fights into wrestling matches at the time. Now Will he do that against Bob? I think he probably he probably will, actually, thinking about it a little bit more. Um, he's very strong. Um, and because he's a, such a good wrestler, he's at, his striking, I think, has improved because he can be so open with it. And he's uh, kind of he's allowed to strike because he's so good at wrestling. Like some strikers are not great at wrestling. They're fighting a wrestler and they're kind of hesitant about their striking. They don't want to throw their strikes. Chris Wade is the opposite. He absolutely will. He absolutely will. Bubba Jenkins in. He's a southpaw. You know, when he when he's wrestling at his best, God, he's, God damn it, he's one of the best wrestlers uh, in the world. Definitely in the PFL. He out-wrestled Lance at one stage. He jumps in when he's striking. They can be effective at times. He <sighs> Bubba Jenkins is one of these guys as well. At his best... He's phenomenal. At his best, he's really, really good. But when he comes up a guy who's slightly better than him, that's that's when issues happen. And I think Chris Wade might be just that. Wade at that price, minus 175, that's probably the bet to go for uh, there in, in that one. Um, the next few light heavyweight fights in Martin Hamlet uh, and Mohamed Fakhardine, Joshua Silveri and Sam K. Um, the Severa K fight Severa is a massive favourite I think rightly so He's minus uh, 575 plus 425 For Sam K Hamlet is I don't know Is it surprising Maybe a little bit surprising He's the favourite over Fakardine Minus 145 plus 115 Silvera first of all Obviously the son of Conan Silvera Impressed me last year when he came in um, I think he's good wrestling Good all round fighter I really like him I think maybe this year is a year earlier from, But I think next year maybe the year after I think he is the type of guy who will End up winning a season of the, of the PFL And Sam K he hits hard He's a good all-around fighter. Um, I think I think PFL probably put him in here because he's going to have some fun fights against some of these lads. Like, I could see him in there maybe against the... the if he loses here, maybe against the loser of the um, the Chago Santos fight uh, and Rob Wilkinson. Like, let's say if that's Chago Santos, Sam K against Chago Santos, that's a, that's a barn burner of a fight there. That's a fun fight, but I definitely favour Severa there at that price. The Hamlet Fackardine one, then, like, Hamlet... <sighs> He's a very, very effective wrestler. Um, heavy on top, stingy with his strikes when he needs to be. Uh, when he does throw, he's hard. He needs maybe needs to throw a little bit more because he's you know he maybe over wrestles a slight bit. Maybe and and okay against um, against Fakernin is that 
Uh, is that the guy to do it against, you know, with 12 KOs and 15 wins? Maybe not. Maybe the wrestle heavyweight uh, is to go here. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's an interesting price. I would I would probably lean to, towards Fakardine in that. I, I think, uh, you know, kicks the legs very well, has big power. I, I'm going to lean towards I'm going to lean towards Fakardine at, at that price there in, the, in this one. Um Elsewhere in the car, then uh, we have a couple of newcomers coming in. Song Bingjo uh, against um, Jesus Pinedo. Daniel Torres, obviously, seen around before. Uh, Alejandro Flores uh, as well. Let me give you the prices for those. Flores is the underdog, plus 195, minus 245 for Torres. Uh, Pinedo is plus 145, minus 175 for, for Joe. So. Close fights there uh, in those ones, and it'll be interesting to see how they play. I like uh, the thing I like as well about the PFL when you see like the early season, you see guys like this, and maybe you know they they're, they're newcomers to the PFL or they've had one or two fights before. Um, I I know last year, um, you know uh, Alejandro lost to uh, to my guy Ryoji Kuda. He's a good fighter, you know. He is. He's definitely a good fighter, and be interested to see. You know, he has. Uh, he's a, a few knockouts in 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 his arsenal. He's taken on Daniel Torres, who has a few knockouts in his arsenal as well. Uh, fighting in KSW, he by, beat Boris Manikovsky last time out, who is a f- tremendous fighter. He beats. Uh, oh yeah, da- I, I I almost didn't put two and two together here. This is the Daniel Torres that beat Saladin Paranas. This guy is legit, and. He could be a guy, you know, he's beaten Max Koga as well. He's very, very, very good wins here. Uh, and people, if you don't know Daniel Torres, I don't know why I thought it was a different Daniel Torres. I was like, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. But uh, yeah, very, very, very good fighter. And uh, he's a big addition to PFL, a massive addition to PFL. And I'm glad he's in this series as well. So interested to see him coming in there. And um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think him at plus 245 is probably a good price here in this one as well. So, uh, Delamonte in against Ty Flores is another one. Obviously, Delamonte has been around here uh, for a, a while at this stage. He is the favorite at plus, or sorry, minus 200, plus 161. And then Impa Kasangani against Corey uh, Hendricks as well. Kasangani is the favorite, minus 160. Hendricks plus 130. Um... You know, Kasangana is one of those lads where if he turns up, he can be a very, very, very good fighter and very effective. You know, when his last uh, couple of fights uh, in a row went out, obviously of the UFC in 2021, has gone two and one since with a couple of knockouts uh, in there. Um, you know, Corey Hendricks, nine and five in his career now at this stage, has been around PFL for what, two or three years, he's beaten Martin Hamlet, beaten Emiliano Sardi, so, uh, no, Hamlet beat him last time out as well, but um, that's a, that's a very interesting fight, Hendrix has a lot of submissions, he'll be looking to get that fight to the ground, I'd say, and try to submit Kasangani, but if he can't, you know, that's, uh, that's going to be a tough one, that's going to be a tough one, so, that's it, that's the full card, and you know what, it's a very, very, very good card, it's a very good card, some interesting prices there, some long odds, like, Here's my, here's my, if I, I gave you my picks shrouded, I gave you the price shrouded. Here's my one pick, right? If you were to give me, I'll give you my bet of the week. My bet of the week is one of these long price underdogs will win. One of these plus 400s, plus 480s, one of these guys is going to win. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Marais? Is it going to be Ryuji Kudo? Is it going to be Sam K? Is it going to be, I don't know. I don't know that now. 
I I don't know who it's going to be, but that's my prediction. Will Flory plus three twenty five. One of them guys is going to do it. That's my prediction for the week. And John, my other prediction is I think it's going to be a damn good card. It's going to be very very good, very very interesting, uh, and I'm delighted to see the PFL are uh, are back for another big season. Tune in this Saturday night over on ESPN plus ESPN the zone here in uh, in Ireland. And uh, yeah, you find it all over in uh, over in Sherlock. You find it all over in PFL, where to where to watch, what time, and all of that. But I told you I had to start as well. So that's it. I will leave it there. Thank you to everyone for listening. Let me know in the comment section below which fighter you must look most looking forward to. Tell me your winner. Give me your prediction of the season at featherweight. Give me a prediction of the season winner at light heavyweight. I feel a lot of people are going to go. Lock Nan and Santos here. That's what I. That's what I think. That's what I think. A lot of people are going to go here. I am Lachlan the favorite. I think Santos, you know, I think there's a lot of good guys at that light heavyweight to be like, Will Flory. There's my pick. Go on, Ireland. Will <laughs> Flory. I know. I I'd have to take this bias down a notch here. But yeah, uh, very, very good uh, card, as I said, this weekend. And I hope you all tune in and enjoy it. I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com. And I'll see you all next time.